This podcast is sponsored by Tell2App.com. Welcome to The Life of a Networker. On this podcast, we are featuring industry leaders from the network marketing profession to share with you the stories, inspiration, and leadership. Now, here is global business developer, leader in authentic sharing technology, your host, Mr. Mike Fedick. What's going on, guys? It's Mike Fedick here, and it is the life of a networker. And I'll tell you what, I've got a special guest in our Zoom studio today, and uh, he's become a good friend over the last couple of years. We actually, I knew of him um, going back 12 years ago now. Uh, it was my very first company that I ever got involved with, and uh, he was a six-figure ring earner there and just had a tremendous success, did very well. And I always watched him. He had, he had a great, uh, he was very charismatic. He had a always dress sharp. I said, man, one day I'll get to know that guy. And uh, here I am today. He's in the studio with me, uh, my good friend, talking about the life of a networker, Patty McCracken. How are you, buddy? Mike, I'm doing great and uh, really excited and honored to, uh, to be a part of your show today. Well, awesome, man. I'm, I'm grateful to have you. And uh, we, we, go, we, we go way back. You know, my fiance and you go way back and uh, some of our friends go way back. And so what I always like to do on this, uh, this show, man, is, is let's start before the network marketing space. Where were you? What were you up to? And how did you then go in from that to being introduced to network marketing? And uh, definitely, what was the first tool uh, that somebody gave you in that first journey of uh, getting introduced to this great industry? So where were you before network marketing, man? Well, I mean, before network marketing, I was I was trying to uh, to to go to college. You know, I was uh, 19 years of age. You know, when I was introduced to my very first company that I enrolled into. But actually, a few years prior to that, I was introduced to a company, uh, and my parents were introduced. And so, you know, I, I want to share that because when I first saw somebody draw, you know, some circles on a board and start talking about distribution and how you get products into the marketplace. I think I was 16 or 17 years of age. And although I didn't know a ton, didn't have a lot of life experience or business experience, everything that the speaker was presenting made sense to me. And so when my first company that I really got started in came around, I understood the concept, um, but I didn't get started at first. Uh, and the reason for that was because it was, a, it was my great friend's older brother uh, who had, you know, piqued my interest. Uh, it was a 4th of July weekend, you know, uh, back in central Illinois where I grew up. And he was chasing me around uh, the golf course lake, trying to give me a tape, a physical tape with, you know, side A and side B on it. And I didn't get it. I didn't understand why. And one other quick reason why I didn't take the tape at first was because of who was giving it to me. You know, I was kind of judging his, uh, performance. I was judging kind of how he showed up in the world. Uh, and that's what I was judging at first. But the beautiful part about all this was that he spent uh, every single day, week and month following up with, with, with me. And it was uh, January, you know, early January of a certain year. Um, I wasn't really happy with where I was in, in my school career. I uh, didn't really know what I was doing. It was cold in central Illinois. And he called me one final time and he actually told me, you know, this was going to be the final time I, I was going to call you. But I met him at a coffee shop and he was reading a book called Think and Grow Rich. And just that alone changed everything for me because I saw him taking himself seriously. 
And that was something I had never, you know, seen him do in all the years that I had known prior. So that right there made me understand that he was on to something. Um, I wasn't a great reader. I didn't know much about, you know, um, business per se, but that one example of him showing up early in the morning, you know, reading uh, a quality book about thinking and growing rich, that's what piqued my interest to take a little bit, uh, to, to, to take another uh, look at it. And I got started immediately. That's awesome, man. So, so for our audience out there, right? And Patty, we've got two kinds, I always say, groups of people that listen in. You got the brand new folks that are just getting their career started and maybe not yesterday, but in the last three months, six months, even the first year, they're tuning in, they're wanting more, they, they, they're going to the trainings, but they're just not there yet. But they know there's something big here. They've seen enough success stories. The second group is, 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 is people have been successful, right? People, some of the people listening in make millions of dollars. So you're telling me just for the, for the audience out there so they know that they, you didn't need a Lamborghini to get you attracted. It wasn't a big 10,000 square foot house. It wasn't a private plane that you didn't own that you had to take a, or the guy had to take a picture next to, right? It was a book that immediately got you to go, holy cow, this, this, is, this guy's got my attention now, which is awesome, right? Because would you agree and, and kind of transition now into the next segue is, it's almost like I feel like we're lost at times in this world of Facebook and Instagram and, and all this marketing. Does the guy really own the plane? Is that his car? Is he just renting it? Why did he only take one picture with the car that day with his best outfit on, right? And, and all of this, and I get it. There's attractive marketing. I think that's great. But I also believe, and tell me if you do too, that I think it's almost time for, for this, this new change or some kind of direction for people to I almost want to see someone say, hey, I just donated 100000 to this village in Guatemala, or I just, uh, I just, did, um, I just took my mom to, to lunch today, and, it was, and I, I picked up her in limos or dream and this and that. Like To me, I get goosebumps when I hear and think of stories like that, rather than the fancy cars, the watches, the houses and stuff. But tell me on, on your opinion of just where do you think things are going as far as attractive marketing and online marketing and, and where the industry kind of sits today? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, and that's a great point, you know, and I mean, when, when you, when you do scroll through your Instagram or your TikTok or whatever app you're on today, um, maybe not Clubhouse anymore, but, you know, that's, that's really what it all seems to be is, you know, kind of the sizzle, um, all about the hype, all about the show. And, you know, I've, I've had my ups and downs in this industry. I'm, I'm 38 now, you know, so I've been in and out of it for, for quite a while and I've been, I grew also grew up in a culture in, in my first, you know, real networking company that didn't really um, promote a lot of the hype. They didn't really promote a lot of the cars and the watches. And so, you know, I think I was pretty blessed in that company to be. Um, and, and by the way, we'll give a shout out because that is the prepaid legal days, baby. That's where Patty and I go back to. And we're always grateful and we honor that because uh, it's the foundation, right? I mean, it's, it's why we're a lot of why we're here today. It, it really is. I mean, I, I don't think if I wouldn't have had you know, those, you know, six plus years inside of that company, I, I don't, I don't think I would have made it, you know, because it was actually those early years, those, and it was my developmental years. I mean, um, although that was a great company, you know, I made, I made good money quickly. I, I followed the plan and, you know, fast start qualified and, you know, got licensed for a few of the, the specific products, which I did sell. But at the age of, you know, 19 or whenever, when I got started, I didn't really have a network. Um, you know, I had some friends that probably needed some legal advice, you know, but couldn't <laughs> afford it. And so, you know, it was, it was a, it was a challenge for me, but, you know, outside of the money aspect, and I can get back into the, the money, but 
that was my education. You know I mean? I learned how to, you know, dress to impress, you know, or, or show up with what you got, you know, have a great attitude. You know, I started, I went from reading zero books, you know, throughout my, my, my schooling to, you know, trying to devour books um, in all sorts of ways. You know, I learned how to communicate. I learned about leadership. I learned about, you know, the law of attraction. I learned about, you know, how to communicate more effectively. And so it was a tremendous opportunity for me, but, you know, where we are today, you know, with social media, you know, with being able to see everyone's lives, it's, it's interesting, you know? And so, I mean, I, I think, um, although it can be very inspiring, you know, to see how, uh, people, you know, uh, take care of their kids or their family or, or what they like to buy for themselves. I think all of us, you know, want to have the finer things in life, uh, whatever that means to you, you know, but there is so much more to it. And so, you know, I, um, if, if I look over my shoulder here, I, I look at a, a bookshelf with, you know, a lot of different um, awards and things from the companies that I've been a part of. I've, again, I've been here almost 20 years, so I have experienced some success in, in a few places. But my favorite trophies are, are um, uh, life achievement awards for giving to uh, that that company's, you know, th- that company's uh, 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 wherever you donated. And so back in that original company was uh, Big Brothers and Big Sisters, you know, and so I have three different trophies that I look at all the time because I was one of the top donors and I wasn't the top income earner by any means, you know, but I gave so much to this, this contribution and to this uh, charity because I believed in it, you know? And so I think in today's world with social media, yes, you want to be able to show some of the things you may be proud of, you know, or some of the things that, you know, are a little bougie or, or, you know, a little bling bling, but you also really got to share what drives you, you know, what motivates you. Um, you know, I really probably wouldn't go start over to get just a, a vehicle or a car, but I would go start over for the opportunity to be more stable, you know, to maybe put my parents uh, into uh, better retirement positions, you know, things of that sort. And so I think as we grow, as we age, as we learn, you know, you 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 will find, you know, new things to motivate and inspire you. Um, but yeah, I mean, social media is great for, for the, for the dream building. You can see so many mega mansions and things, uh, but you also got to have some of those cause driven, you know, opportunities that can turn you on and get you into the right action. Absolutely, man. And, and I'm so with you and it's kind of, I think it's, it's the challenge for most people in the industry and not just in our industry and in, in any business today is, you know, what you want to show without being, you know, cocky or arrogant, but you want to show enough that it does inspire the Joe Smith who's watching it on Facebook. And he messages and said, man, I've been following you. You got my dream car. So there's a part of it that is needed. And, and I totally get it. But I also, like you said, is, is this finding what your purpose is, your cause and, 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 and share that as well. Because I think there's a big group of people out there today, especially in this world today that are looking for authentic. They're looking for just genuine, loving, caring people that that really um, can, can, and listen, making money is fantastic, right? I mean, making money is, is wonderful. But what you just said is funny. I was looking at someone, I was trying to find it, but I had some things I write down, my monthly budget, my goals and stuff. And it used to be, I had all these fun things. I want, I always wanted the Rolls Royce Phantom. That was my dream, right? The watch and all that. But now it's like, okay, um, my mom's rent check, uh, Kim's dad's medical check, Kim's mom's vitamins check, like things that are expensive that they would never be able to afford. Yeah. And now is, is, is at this age, and I think, you know, we, we're getting older, right? We're both now past the age of 35. I think 35 is kind of when you start to go, hey, I want some more stability. I want some more things for other people in my life. And so I'm there with you. Um, but it is, it is a, it's a challenging thing. So let's go back 
to, to, to some of the new folks that are watching and what are some things for them as they're getting started in their career? They've been around for three months, six months, a year now. They, they're, they're showing up, right? So we're not talking to the person who signed up. They don't do anything. But these people are showing up. They're trying. What are some things and some advice you would give them of things you've learned along the way that with your knowledge today, if you had to start all over tomorrow, um, what are some things you could do to really get off to a good start or really get yourself into momentum where you are generating five grand, 10 grand a month? What are some things that, that you've learned over these, these last two decades? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, of, I mean, you're never going to go wrong having the right attitude, you know? And so, I mean, having a few affirmations that are playing throughout your mind throughout the day will, I think, have you in the right mental space. But, you know, as you're asking me these questions, I mean, I think of, I think of so many things that I tell myself on a daily, weekly, hourly basis. I mean, if it's to be, it's up to me, you know, um, for things to happen, you must get it done. I mean, just so many of the Jim Rohn quotes, um, uh, you know, uh, success, success is, is meant to be, there's just so many great quotes. So, I mean, I would first recommend obviously getting that mentor um, or that coach. And I have tons of them, you know, not all of them I speak to, or I've even met, you know, some of my coaches are direct. Uh, some of my coaches are indirect, you know? And so, I mean, so many of the, of the life lessons that I've gotten to learn are from listening to now podcasts. Uh, but even back in the day, CDs, you know, I was actually last Sunday, um, instead of playing music in the morning, I was actually listening to a Jim Rohn uh, four-hour training that, you know, I used to listen to over and over and over. You know, one of my original mentors, uh, you know, Josh, Josh Denny, you yeah. know, when I when I first started working with him, you know, uh, in his incredible apartment uh, condo out in Southern California, 24-7, you know, Jim Rohn was playing in the background. And at first, it was weird to me. Um didn't quite understand it, you know, but successful people do what unsuccessful people are not willing to do. You know, there's so many things that just kind of kept me moving. But if I was brand new, I've been in, you know, for a couple months, you know, it's the start of, uh, you know, maybe you're, you're coming towards the end of a month or starting a new month or a quarter or however you want to look at it. Maybe you're coming out of a 90 day run and you're about to start a new one, or maybe you're coming out of a conference. I think the best thing to do, you know, is, is to understand where you are in the compensation plan or where you are in your business and where you need to get to. And so, you know, so many ranks, so many titles, pins, you know, whatever you call it, um, generally have some kind of an average income, you know? And so I know, you know, when I was getting myself moving, I would just take it one step at a time. You know, of course you have to have the big, audacious, huge, massive goals, but you also have to have SMART goals, you know, and the acronym that I was always taught was SMART is, you know, specific, measurable, obtainable, realistic, and time sensitive. Mm -hmm. And so I take it from that to what level I need to get to next. And so I call it taking inventory, you know, but if you have to get to that specific rank or that specific income, you have to understand what it is, what it looks like, what do you have to have, you know, and in each of your organizations, you know, do you have to help a few people get to a new rank so you qualify for your next rank? You know, um, although it's, you know, for, for, for it to be, it's up to me, you still are building it with an organization and a team. And so as you're starting a new week, a new month, a new run, you have to take inventory. You know, where do I see my company fitting into my life this month? You know, uh, maybe spring break is, uh, uh, you know, coming up and you're taking your kids or your family to, you know, to a vacation. And so maybe you only have 10 hours that week or that month to build your business, but set some, some smart goals, you know, set a realistic goal, 
of where you want to get to and what it needs to be. So that's what I ask people, you know, what are you running for? Or, hey, you know, where does your company fit into your life this month? Oh, you have a few hours? Great. What are you running for? Okay, you're running for this rank? Awesome. What does that look like? Do you know what it takes to get you there? You see, if you're setting a goal or if you're running for something and you don't know the requirements, you know, you don't know the rules of the game, you don't know how to get there or what is is required, how will you ever make it? And so, again, um, take inventory of where you are and where your team is. You know, find those that are looking to run. And then, then you set a quick game plan around what, what, you know, what is the running for? And then the final question I usually ask people is, you know, how can I help you achieve your goal? Or if it was me running for a new goal, you know, kind of set some of those opportunities um, for you to check off on a daily list. Hey, if it's exposing or piquing someone's interest, you know, two to five people a day, you know, knock that out in the first couple hours of your day. And then in the next couple of hours, you're going to knock out a few more exposures or a few more opportunities to connect with people. And so just break it up into baby steps. And I'll just kind of close again with this. It does start with your attitude and your philosophy. You know, it's so inspiring to understand that you have to have a deadline. You have to have a goal. You know, uh, it's been said by so many people, you know, it's the 80-20 rule, you know, 20% of what's going to happen is going to happen in the last 80% of time. You know, if you look at a, you know, planning a big uh, party or a wedding or anything of that sort, graduating from school, you know, everything kind of happens in that last 20% of time. And so just be honest with yourself, be fair to yourself, set the right goals, understand what you have to achieve. And then set a good plan, you know, with some accountability to make sure you get your, your, your goals done on a daily basis. Man, that's so great. And, and so, so much right there. I hope uh, some of you go back and, and just rewind a little bit and listen to that because uh, you, you really did. You covered so many great points of that. And, and so, so that's the journey of, of getting started, right? That's, and, and a lot of it is not just getting started. It's things you still do to this day, right? I mean, your activity mode, we all know is, is important to stay in that, but but moving forward now is, I know from your first company, uh, as, as some things change, just like in life, things change and you had it moved over to a to your second company of, of, that you worked with. That was your big grand slam like that. I mean, you guys created some stories. I mean, momentum, you know, I mean, the top level of the company, um, you didn't just have yourself there, but you had like dozens and dozens of people on your team that were at the top. In fact, I think you, you were at one time in momentum you were breaking so many new of the highest level people, you didn't even know who they were yet, right? I mean, you talk about duplication. This is in states you haven't been to, you haven't met them yet, but they just broke the highest level. Talk about um, what it what it's like when you do get to that point. And it's okay. Like, what is some of the things you do with the money? What were some of the first things you bought? What were what was the feeling like of, okay, this thing really works? Because you, you've heard about it. You've seen the people cross the stage over the years, you, you, all of this, but now it's happening for you. So for those that are about to get there, tell them what they can expect a little bit and tell them some things that you did. And it could be good and bad. Like, I know you probably did some really good things and they were fun, but now you're like, oh boy, that $30,000. I wish I still had it today. I was so stupid blowing that on a, on a Vegas trip, but we don't have any regrets, everything we learned from. So tell us a little bit about what it's like when you make it. You know, it, it's pretty special. Um, and, you know, when we all first made it, I say we because there was a group of us. It was it was a, it was a family of sorts. You know, we weren't blood related, but, you know, with some of my brothers and sisters, you know, who uh, had gone through the peaks and the valleys, you know, and struggled together 
So when we all came on top, you know, and, um, and this opportunity that, that we were a part of, it was, it was incredible. I mean, I remember, I guess, you know, going back to that, I can get kind of emotional because there are, there were so many, um, some days that, you know, that were challenging, you know, days of disgust. I mean, again, I spent years, you all, um, you know, building a group, you know, up to 20 or 30, 25, 30 people, you know, getting some momentum and then something happens where I lost everything or, you know, people uh, quit or, you know, um, you know, depending on the product or maybe there was a chargeback or, you know, there was just, there was obstacles, you know, and sometimes, you know, the most people that you bring on board may not have the same goals or they may not be as committed as you are. So I remember, you know, taking our very first company trip and this trip was, you know, uh, within the first year of the company and you had to hit uh, what was called executive director in that company to even be on the trip. And so I remember, you know, earning that trip and just being in, filled with gratitude of like, oh my gosh, we did it. You know, but then when we were on the beach and this was our first company trip, it was a startup company. I think there was only, you know, a uh, hundred earners that were on the trip, you know, with their, with their guests. And so it was an incredible culture building opportunity because it was the start of a company. It was the start of, uh, of, the, of the culture. It was the start of this group of collected people, you know, running after each other. But I remember specifically walking down the beach, you know, and, and um, uh, somewhere out of Cancun, Mexico. And, you know, again, just walking with um, a gal who I call my sister now, you know, one of my best friends, and we were literally tearing up as we were walking to the first dinner because we did it. You know, not only did we win the trip, because um, I had been on some trips before, but we won the trip. We had team with us on that trip, you know, and it was the start of something very, very special. But the gratitude is, is something that you have to keep going, you know. And so, of course, you know, again, I was taught by some tremendous mentors that you, you want to, you know, acknowledge your success. You want to, you know, uh, celebrate your success and achievements, but you also want to keep moving. You also want to keep going. And so I remember when I first started making really good money, you know, I was able to, you know, um, send my parents a, a check every single month. You know, that was something that was really, really important to me, not because they necessarily needed it or asked for it, but it was something that I could give back, you know? And so, I mean, that was something that was huge. Um, of course, you know, you know, spent the money on, 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 you know, getting a, a better clothes, better wardrobe, you know, um, luckily that, that company had a car bonus where, you know, um, we were able to get into some really, really nice cars and things, um, you know, I, for it. yeah, absolutely. You know, but taking the trips, you know, but I also found out, uh, you know, driving on a lease and having, you know, 30, 40,000 miles over your lease, that doesn't usually work well. So oh, I know I've got to learn some, um, some tremendous, you know, some tremendous life examples of actually how financing and things works. But, um, you know, again, luckily the cultures that I was always in, um, it was never, uh, you know, it was never put down to have nice things, but it was also a culture of, you know, becoming debt-free, you know, becoming cash rich, you know, uh, not having all of, you know, not having more money that you're wearing than you have in your bank account, you know? And so I never, um, I used to joke, you know, I never bought the, the big watches or things. Uh, I did join a country club, which was probably worse. Um, so, you know, I mean, I, I've, again, I've made the mistakes of, you know, just kind of blowing money and things. Um, but yeah, you know, I think it's, I think it's one of those things where when you do get there to wherever you are, just like everything else in life, you know, if you're a dedicated, motivated, inspired person, 
first off, you got yourself to that goal. You know, you're going to be dreaming bigger when, when you achieve it, you know? And so I think it is again, great to not always, you know, keep your old press press clippings. You know, you always have to be inspired to take action uh, no matter what it is, you know, and if it's not you that's inspired, you know, go inspire somebody else, you know, and then that'll generally get you inspired to take action and keep moving. Nice. Nice. Well, I tell you, and then, and I, and I remember, you know, I was, um, I was somewhere in my life and I think I was in San Francisco at the time, but I remember when you guys were having that momentum and it was just so amazing to watch. Like it, it really was because you guys basically hit a hundred million your first year, fastest company to, to do it. And, and, and you were a big part of that. You had a big percentage of your organization. And so, um, it was great. It was really fun and, and totally respectful to see that and, and where you are today. And, and now fast forward a little bit, my fun question I always ask, and we'll wrap up here in just a minute, but my fun question is, let's pretend there's no more network marketing. So you can't do network marketing anymore. And under my rules here, you are forced to own a franchise. So you can get into business for yourself, but you've got to own a franchise. What would that franchise be today that you would own uh, if, if you weren't allowed to do anything else but own that? Well, I would... I come from a franchising background prior to networking. You know, I kind of grew up in the uh, restaurants. My parents owned and operated restaurants. So I grew up in a franchising model, which also, you know, is similar to, to network marketing, you know, where you can leverage yourself, you know, you can buy into a proven system um, generally with a minimal type of investment. And you're almost given the playbook, you're given the recipe, you're given the, the system to go out there and build and drive. And so I've worked inside of the, the franchising concepts as well, you know, and so at first glance and thought, you know, I thought of a, I think of a, you know, a, a fun, exciting, fresh, you know, restaurant concept, but knowing, having a little bit of inside advantage on this question, I mean, there's not a lot of money, you know, in restaurants, you know, your margins are very, very small. And so you have to crush it somewhere else. Um, one of my next door neighbors, you know, is a very successful franchisor and he created out of, out of thin air, you know, he, uh, there is a couple other bigger companies in his space, but he had a new angle to it and now has over 400 locations. Now it's not, it's not, it's not sexy. It's not beautiful. It's actually kind of a, it's a service-based product. It's a service-based line. But you understand when in, in MLM or networking or even in franchising, you want to you wanna be a part of something that people have to have, you know, that, that people want to get done. So whether it is, you know, um, literally uh, sweeping chimneys to uh, uh, cleaning carpets, you know, if you're doing something that you can build and people need at least once or twice a year, you're going to build a book of business. You're going to build a customer base that you only have to maybe attract once or twice with great service or great advertising, but then those people will come back to you month in, month out, year in, year out for the lifetime of your business. And so again, although it may not be glamorous or you know sexy or have the best location in town, I would find a service um, or a, a, a need that's in the marketplace that people have to do a couple times a year. I mean, even if it's changing oil, you know, as an example, how could you do that? How could you go to someone's house and change their car's oil? You know, I mean, could you start a business like that? Could you franchise it? So that's what I would do. I'd find a product or a serve or a service that's needed um, that isn't too super expensive, you know, but has great margins. You know, maybe one or two people can operate and do that job consecutively over and over again. And then I would franchise it out. 
I love it, man. I love it. You know, it's, it's all, and sometimes I'll get some folks on and I'll ask and they, and I catch them right where they, they can't think, you know, whatever. But, uh, but it's funny because here's what I do know. And for the listeners out there is the skills that you're developing now within your company. And I don't care what company you're in. If you're in health and wellness, if you're in Forex, if you are in travel, if you're in skincare, it doesn't matter. Whatever company you're in, 95% of all companies in our industry usually have a great training program, great mentors, people teaching some stuff. And the skills that you're developing now will always be valuable because if I'm going to hire, if I'm owning a business today, and Patty probably will agree, and 20 people walk in and 10 on the left side don't have much experience at all. But these other 10 that walk in and the average person has had three years of network marketing or more. Oh, it's not even a doubt that this Harvard University group, I'm, the, I'm good on that. I'm going to take the 10 people who have been through network marketing for a couple of years and they didn't quit because the skills, the set that we learn in this industry um, are life changing. And they can do what exactly Patty said in five seconds. He answered that question of, I create franchise, there's leverage there, find something that there's a need and have good margins, go out and sell it and inspire a few other people to do the same thing, right? And I mean, that's the concept that we get here and, uh, and I love it. So I'm gonna, we're gonna finish off this with some fun uh, in honor, I always say of, of Larry King and, and ramble off some just quick fun questions, right? So whatever comes to mind first, uh, just pop it off. So we'll start with my basic one that I always love to ask. You get an opportunity to go out to dinner and you can go for pizza or sushi, where are you going? I'm going for sushi. <laughs> sushi all day. And of all the countries you've been to, because you've traveled a lot, what's your favorite country? I'm going to give you 10 days. I'm paying for everything for you and your wife. Where are you going back to? I would love to go to Europe because I haven't really been in, in, in the Europe, uh, European areas, but uh, I love Ireland. Ireland was gorgeous. Um, I, I loved the people. I loved you know, um, just kind of the beauty and kind of the difference between Northern and Southern Ireland is very, very different, you know, regarding the landscape. Um, and so I'd go back to Ireland. Nice, nice. I haven't been yet. Uh, definitely uh, on the to-do list and all, and again, all of Europe. I, I think it's been a whole year over there just bouncing around. All right. You're heading, um, you're heading on a trip and you got to choose. It's seven days at the beach with all surfing and fun, or it's seven days snowboarding, skiing somewhere, anywhere in the world, but it's either beach or snowboard. Where are you going? I go to the beach. Uh, yeah, we live in Colorado, so you get you get some good snow there. So I I could see that for being the beach. For me, it's uh, I'm definitely a beach person, but there's something about when you don't live in the snow, when you go visit it, you appreciate it in a whole new way. So uh, that'll be fun. And then my other fun one, I'm giving you 250 grand. You can only do one thing with it, and that's buy a car. And I know you don't want to spend it all on a car, but you have to. What are you going to go get? I love the Bentley Continental GT. Ah, my kind of guy. I like it. I like it. And last question. Have you seen America, uh, Coming to America 2 yet? No, I haven't. Is it out yet? Just came out this week. A lot of reviews coming back. Half good, half not. I went ahead, took a chance to watch it. It was okay. I mean, it could use a little work and a little flavor. But Patty McCracken, my man, I just tell you that, first of all, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate you. I mean, you know, the life of a networker uh, today, uh, this show and the, and the idea about this is just to help the one or two people listening, right? We can't fix them all. We can't help them all. But if one or two people got something good, which I know they did from your answers to, to what you've learned along this journey, um, then the show is a success. And so thank you for that. But uh, I always leave it for last closing comments. Anything you want to share with the guests uh, that are listening on? And I think today we've got uh, 260,000 people. So no pressure 
sure at all. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're not there yet. I think 260 people might be listening in, but we have some fun here. And that's all that we like to do in life. Uh, my girlfriend, fiance now, Kim says, if you're not having fun, then don't do it. So I'm having a lot of blast, a lot of fun with you today. So closing comments, my friend, Patty McCracken. Well, I mean, again, thank you for, for thinking of me and having me on here. I mean, I think, um, you know, we all get to learn from other people and, and sometimes it is just that one that one phrase, that one sentence, that one thought that can that can change and inspire our lives, you know, for our next journey. Um, and as you were closing it out, just talking about being a networker, I mean, Mike, you're one of the best networkers I've ever met, you know, when it comes to even just checking in or just saying hello or, you know, sharing a new idea or a new a new anything, you know, you've you're you're <laughs> you're on a very, very short list of people that I can think of that are just consistently showing up and consistently bringing people value. So thank you for that. Um, you know, but for those that are on here, whether, you know, you're, you're uh, at the top of your game or you're just getting started, you know, I think the one thing I've learned and, and maybe even, um, you know, this last season of life with COVID has, has taught us is that, you know, relationships are so important and so valuable. And so, you know, we, we do all meet people for whatever reason, you know, maybe your faith, maybe your, your, you know, your, your thoughts, you know, uh, can tell you why you meet someone, or maybe it's, maybe it's, you know, to learn something good, learn something bad, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, we all desire positive like-minded relationships, you know, and so I mean, just adding value back into people's worlds, you know, whether it's just a simple, you know, if you're not wearing a mask, you know, a, a smile can be, it's free, you know, and it's amazing what you can do just by being kind, by being happy and being gentle and, and friendly with people. But for those that are just getting going on their journey, just never take for granted who you're running into. Never take for granted um, the ability to go meet someone, you know, and maybe, maybe you don't know them well. Maybe, maybe you already have a preconceived notion of them. But again, the action and the steps of taking a meeting, sitting down with someone, taking the time to get to know them you just never know where that relationship can end up. You never know how you can add value to them or how they can add value to you. And I think if you have that mindset in your heart or in your, um, or in your thoughts that you are out there just simply doing what you can do best, um, good things will happen for you. You know, sometimes we don't know, you know, sometimes it's the whole Jim Rohn saying, you know, where was all this abundance over my struggling years? But sometimes, again, we need those uh, those humble years, those those um, character building years, again, to put us in the right place at the right time. But just don't take relationships for granted. You know, um, I've, I've learned that the, the, the hard way as well. You know, sometimes uh, the grass isn't always greener on the other side, you know. And so if it's, you know, maybe a little bit more money or maybe a little bit better of an opportunity that you think of. Just always be friends first, you know, keep your relationships intact, be good to people, love people, uh, and you'll live an abundant life. So again, thank you for having me on and I really appreciate it. Awesome, man. Thank you so much, guys. Life of the Networker, Patty McCracken. Appreciate you, brother. Take care. Take care. Thank you for listening to The Life of a Networker. We really hope you have gotten some inspiration or value from listening to our show. For more info or to reach out, visit us at thelifeofanetworker.com. This podcast is sponsored by the Tell2 app, powered by RapidFunnel. It's not just another app. It's an entirely new technology category. The Tell2 app gives you a genuine way to build real relationships with your customers and get quality referrals with less work from you. Go to 
tell2app.com and build your brand, your way, and tell your story better. 